Okay. Auburn Medical Group YouTube channel is now live and going. Excellent. Dr. Gwen Vaughn, welcome to the program. And I'm Thank Dr. You. Mark Vaughn. And today we will be speaking about reopening schools. But first, let's go over how things have been since the last time we had a show. Remember last, last Monday, right? Last Monday. Last Monday was a good one. That was, I like that one. That was, was a fun one. Lots of people watching. And a little update on the Keep channel. Engaging. Yeah. What's the update? Uh, wow. Uh, somewhere. I, I don't quite know what happened, but we've had twice as many viewers as we usually do. Even more than twice as many if you go back about three weeks. Uh, huge popularity of the channel, but it's not because of any one particular video. Oh. I was looking through which videos are being watched, and it's all the same ones. It's, it's we not. finally cracked the algorithm. I, we cr we did we <laughs> did we 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 achieved pie or whatever. See, pie? What? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. The algorithm. Oh. People who've watched that black and white movie from the '90s will know what I'm referring to. So yeah, we we uh, are very, but YouTube has its ups and downs anyway. You know, you're yeah. you're on top of the world this week, next week nobody's watching you. Sometimes you can't <laughs> figure it out and. It seems like, you know, I was looking to see if maybe all the views were coming from a particular source, like somebody's got a link to one oh, of our yeah. videos. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's all YouTube uh, referring to YouTube Strong suggestions. YouTube. So I guess YouTube likes this must be what's going on. Hey, all right. So thank Getting you, viewers. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, subscribers. Thank you, channel members. Yeah, and uh, some of those are joining us already. Laura Spurs, Rosa yeah. Bernard. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah. And of course, our, our, our channel members know why we are all the way to the extremes of the screen uh, on opposite ends of this desk and wearing masks. It's because we're doing this during the COVID-19 pandemic and we are socially distanced. Yes. And if people are watching after that, they probably wonder who these people are we're going to be chatting with when they don't know. Oh, yeah. But you have the ability in YouTube when you watch a video to turn on the live chat from when it was right. live so you can see. So you can follow along with us. Laura Spurs and uh, all these other people that like to watch our show and communicate with us and that we respond to. And so yeah. if, if you're a channel member, you'll get a special response too, just like Laura and uh, Rusty Bernard are the Rusty two that are, and are with us. Um, what about, um, that's all that is, yeah. what about, um, Deborah Ronker is here, but she said, am I still a member? It doesn't have the little tag, so I don't know. You she may not be a channel member. Yeah, I don't see the little tag, sorry. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, your credit card was bad or something. <laughs> thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. Who am I thinking of? Laura Spurs? Rusty? Who's our other? Um, uh, Teresa. Teresa and it's uh, always Laura and um, Bianca. Bianca. I'm sorry, Bianca. I must be getting old. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the awkward silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> that just settles. They didn't say anything. Oh, man. There. Hello oh. from South Korea. Oh, Gwen, excuse me while I check this thing over here. Oh, yeah, I think it's all, all good. <laughs> hey, now my mask is Sweet. on. So your mask is now normal. Not that we're encouraging people to touch their Don't faces. Don't touch your mask. Or touching their mask. Yeah. Okay. Don't touch your face at all. Don't, yeah, don't touch your eyes, nose, mouth, please. And, and do wear your mask outside. And, right. Keep distance. And, and, and we, yeah, stuff. we're just going to be harping on that. You've heard it from us, so why don't we move on to talking about... To talking about that in uh, relation to schools. Schools. And reopening. So it's July, late July here, so school, at least uh, for my kids, will be opening in under a month. I think August 17th is the date they go back to school, so it could be different for different um, 
schools o- out there. But opening, but opening how? What does opening mean? Yeah, that's that's the question. Um, just last week, a couple of uh, large medical bodies came out with their recommendations on how to do it. And in California, our governor put forth his recommendations, or his, well, I guess they're not recommendations, his orders, on how we're going to do it here um, in California. Uh, and basically that is... Right now we have, uh, it's basically broken down by counties. And if you are in a county that is on a monitoring list, which means you have a higher incidence of COVID and um, a few other factors, if you're on that list, then you can't have physical in-person school. You have to do the distance learning. Yeah, let me explain it to Gabrielle. That's like a parish. Okay, continue. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like a parish? They don't have counties in Louisiana. Oh, okay. Actually, she she lives in Alameda, so. Okay. County. Never mind. <laughs> Parish. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so that's where we're at. We are on that monitoring monitoring list. So Placer County, where we are at, will be having distance education by order of our governor, which devastates my children. Is it um, changeable? Yes, it is. That's the good news. So if we get off of that monitoring list for 14 consecutive days, then we can go back to in-person education. So it's not, huh. that's not uh, beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah, we definitely could achieve that. Uh, that will require a lot of reduction in uh, transmission. So wearing your mask, physical, uh, socially distancing, all of those things. But anyways, we're not. For probably. Micah and Elias, wear your mask. Please, for my kids, <laughs> wear your mask if you're in Placer County. Um, yeah. So uh, the other medical bodies did pour, put forth some recommendations on how to do in-person uh, school in a safe way. So in a safe way? Yeah, you gotta just open it up in the store. So <laughs> in wa- California where we're at, Safeway is the name of a grocery store. So yeah. anyways. Okay. In a safe method. Okay. Safe safe manner. Uh, yeah, manner. There we go. Um so the they, they put forth all sorts of, of recommendations. Um, They are different based on school ages uh, because younger ones can be a little harder to do certain things with, but easier in other ways uh, as opposed to middle school and high school. Uh, The biggest concern is safety for the adults in the school, and that would be teachers and staff members. So we want to make sure that we're doing something in a way that they feel that they are safe. So there are a lot of things set forth. Um, Where should we start with those? Well... Basic stuff, wearing a mask, wearing the mask, trying to separate out physically distancing, separate out desks for um, kids and and older students. Separating Um, when you can't distance. Right. Yeah. They they recommend um, at least three feet, um, ideally six feet, but that'd be really difficult in a classroom with however many students, 20, 20, 30 students. Uh, so that's that's basic. And then having hand sanitizer uh, available for frequent um, hand sanitation. Um, beyond that, then they, they go into how to teach essentially. And, and one of the big things they talk about is cohorting. Yes. Yeah. This is a, a you, you'll probably hear more about this term, but a, a cohort is essentially keeping everybody together in, in medical. We do tests or uh, sorry, uh, research and we, we do research on cohorts, which is a group of people that you follow over time. So, you so got your, your cohort or, or pod or circle. Yeah. Yeah, like so we're it, in the same social pod or we circle. Are. Yeah, yeah, we see each other often. So, so a cohort in school would be a group of students that stay together and don't intermingle with other students, essentially. 
pretty easy in, in elementary school where you're in the same classroom all oh. throughout the day and you have one teacher. That, that's pretty safe. Basically, the reason is if you do this, you can isolate and keep any infection just to those cohorts, those small pods. Uh, in middle school and high school, things get a little more dicey. Um, in middle, they, they have classes throughout the day and usually you're going class to class, coming in uh, and interacting with different teachers, different students all over the place. So uh, they, figuring out a way to cohort those older students is a little more uh, difficult. And, and that's something that would be left up to schools to figure out how to do that. But ideally, it would be a group of students with similar, um, I guess, levels of education, learning the same thing going throughout the whole day, uh, learning the same thing. Another thing that they say is um, grouping or, or kind of condensing classes so you're not taking multiple classes at once, but just doing one class for a shorter period of time. So doing like one class over the course of a month how, or however you do it, and you just do that, um, and then you move on to your next class instead of having multiple classes. The, so, uh, the block system? Exactly. Yeah, it would be like a hyper block system. So you're yeah. just really blocking your... Like, uh, what's that college classes. in Colorado where they do that? Where I don't know. You just have one class? I don't for, That wouldn't be bad. I yeah. mean, just focusing on one thing at a time, you're not yeah. um, extending yourself too thin. So, so those are the big things. Um, busing is an issue. Uh, buses are kids grouped together um, in cold, when it's cold outside with the windows up. So uh, it is, that's an issue. You can't, it's difficult to distance in a bus. Uh, we definitely want to keep bus drivers safe. So they said plexiglass, shields, whatever it is to keep them separated. But um, that's something that would be difficult to figure out. But trying mm -hmm. to hand sanitize often, check before you get on with a, a fever, you know, a temperature check, uh, self-monitor for symptoms. Parents should do that for their kids. Um, all of those things are important. So. Uh, I, I encourage you to go check out my blog. I've got links to um, all of those, uh, um, the AAP, American Association of Pediatrics, and the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. Both of them have st statements out, which are very extensive. The, the National um, Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, it's like 110 pages. There is a summary, so. Yes. <laughs> I, did, I did not read it all. I didn't read the whole thing. I read the cliff notes. <laughs> or just and, and then to get the links to that, we have a link in the description of this to Dr. Oh, to yep. Dr. Dwayne's blog. And then when you get to the blog, you get to the one on schools, and then it'll have those links. Yep. So check that out. Um, what did I miss? Oh, well, equity you, within schools. Oh, they did touch on that because that was in the National Academies paper. Right. Yeah, they did. They did go into that. So the e equity essentially means uh, different schools of different. Um, economic levels, making sure that they all get, are all able to do this safely because doing this is gonna require money. some money. Yeah, I mean, you gotta buy masks for everyone, hand sanitizer, signage, um, floor, you know, arrows and, and stuff like that. So it, it will require some input of uh, money. I saw one estimate that for a district of eight schools, it's in the, area of around a million dollars. Wow, for eight schools. Well, an eight school district, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. But yeah, so it is uh, an investment. Yeah. Um, now, the reason some of you may be asking uh, why, why should we have them go back to school when, you know, we're doing the phys this physical, or this, sorry, uh, distance learning thing. Aren't they learning then? And that's the safest way. Um, safest by way of not transferring an infection. But there are other things to consider. 
Um, the physical and mental health of students is very important. And I, I have heard of multiple cases of students having mental health issues as a result of- We're seeing it. Closed down. Yeah, we yeah. are. Anxiety, depression. Yeah. Um, it's very sad, but it is happening because kids are not having these social interactions that they typically have. And some, well, not some, all of them need that and some even thrive on it. Yeah. Uh, so so that that's what we're weighing, that, that benefit of the social interaction and school that's not you know just learning uh, versus the, the risk of infection. Uh, so it is a difficult decision to make. Interesting. You talked about those needs, and I believe that some studies have been done to show that the children, it's somewhere around like under age 10 to 12, that are much more in need oh, absolutely, yeah. of, of getting back in-person instruction yep. uh, and not having as much capability of doing the online learning. Interestingly, that also correlates with the group that's the least problem for transmitting the virus to right, others too, right, exactly. is that 10 years and under. So there, there's a couple of things that are pressures to make this happen for the younger kids. And we may even see governments making some exceptions for the younger younger elementary Hopefully, yeah. age kids, even when other parts of society aren't opening up. Uh, we do need to have those elementary schools open more so than we need bars open. Yeah. Right. Was that, was that political? Did I just get political? I think, I think you're, you're, you're telling the line there. Um, <laughs> so so uh, Karen Lang said they received notice that her son goes back for a hybrid education. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I guess that would be kind of uh, in, in school, but only for a day or two a week. Which is much more appropriate for the like 12 years and up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that could definitely be done and probably be done well. Um, yeah. Right. It, it is a difficult decision and, uh, to be made, and I, um, I do not envy those making the decisions because either way that you go, somebody's going to be mad at you. And something that's been brought um, out by the official bodies is that this decision needs to be made in cooperation of the people making the decisions, the school district, the uh, parents, and the local health authorities. Yes, yes. Make sure that um, yeah they're cooperating. That, that both um, yeah. of those statements by by the or the um, medical body said yes. There needs to be a close interaction between public health officials and school officials. Yes, and, and at the local levels because it's different from place to place. Right. And, and people have different priorities even from one community to the next. Exactly. And yeah. It, it does need to be more of a local thing. I, I don't know that it is completely a local thing. We've got some state level decisions being made yeah 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 uh, so comment from Karen Lang the one who made the earlier comment she says I'm a high school teacher and the learning from online is not as effective these yeah. kids aren't cognitively developed nor disciplined enough to do it yeah there, there may Point be the, taken. the occasional yeah. student or students who, who thrive with it but we we're, we're gonna be leaving some behind right if, well the big thing is um, we were able to do it because my wife is able to, to stay home and help out my kids. So, so but it was like a full-time job for her, uh, yeah. helping out my kids. She was essentially a homeschool teacher. Um, you know, they had a short uh, period of time where uh, they were with their teacher, but then the rest of the day was spent with my wife um, and she was teaching them. So um, we are in a very privileged uh, place to be able to do that. And many people are not, you know, it, yeah. but both parents working it's difficult. I don't. I don't know how you you make that work out. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel for you for sure. That's that's got to be a difficult position to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think um, 
there were some surveys done at the end of the year for our local school district, and uh, it was a high percentage that didn't even do school. Just just completely didn't even sign on. Wow. Just completely stopped doing school. And, and it, you know, not insignificant. It was a high... high I, I have heard some people refer to it as a lost year yeah. as far oh, as man. school for many, many students. Right, right. So... Um, so we need we need to get back. We need to do it safely, um, and, and everybody kind of needs to be working together to make sure that we make it happen. Any other interesting comments or questions through the uh, peanut gallery there? <laughs> um, no, we uh, appreciate all the teachers out there and everything that they oh, are absolutely yeah having to go through with this. Yeah, um, that's, that's something I mentioned on my uh, Dr. Vaughn's COVID nineteen updates is in this. Going back to school, we're asking the teachers to do something a, a little beyond what their normal call is. You know, That's right. They, they are called to work with children, and to a certain extent, they're putting themselves out there as far as infectious disease with you know the little sure. virus incubators that the younger kids can be. But but this is a little beyond that, and so that's why one of those parties that should be part of it is the educational absolutely part. Who is there is a degree of risk that teachers, especially when a lot of them are of the age group or have other comorbidities that put them at a special risk right. to be right there in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, our hats are off to you teachers. Yeah. Um, no matter what happens, <laughs> you know, if you put yourself on the line because you're doing physical in-person education yeah. or you're doing that online education, trying to, you know, get kids to cooperate and, and participate. Yes. Um, Gosh, our hats are off to you. Definitely, we, we appreciate are what that you do and all, all of the extra effort you're putting into it last year and, and this upcoming year. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's probably all okay. the big things. So check out the blog. Uh, definitely um, a more in-depth discussion there about all, or not discussion, but uh, um, some writing on the topic. Yeah. So, DrGreenKnight.com, link in the description. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Gway. Yeah, of course. Who else do you want to thank out there? So there are a few Patreons who help make it happen over at drgreennight.com. That is Boo Boo Kitty and Teresa Rowett. Thank you. you and there's happen. a couple of Dr. Vaughn patrons out there, Lindsay Antoine and Boo Boo Kitty. So thank you. Thank you all for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing the channel or watching it, whatever it is that's getting it up there. That And I guess we have to thank YouTube also. Thank you, YouTube. So Yeah, thank you, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and we do have some videos that come out uh, we're trying to put out a procedure video a week or another additional video a week besides just this one. So thank you for watching those and commenting and yeah, check being a part of those. Sure. Those are always fun. And all those super chats on that Thursday evening. You need to do <laughs> another one of those, I guess. Huh? They, they like the Thursday evening shows. So yeah. until next time. Yep, I'm Dr. Wayne Vaughn. Dr. Mark Vaughn telling you to